to the Dial D for Murder podcast. Ew, I pushed play. (laughs) I actually pushed record. All right, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Dial D for Murder. I'm your host, Samara. And I'm Kranika. And I guess we can tell you guys all about our favorite thing. Murder. And the supernatural. (laughs) All right. So it's, what is it? What's today? We're in Detroit, Michigan. And it's all about Detroit. It is Valentine's Day. Ew. AKA Singles Awareness Day. AKA Galentine. Which is a new thing, right? Like, when did this start? Galentine's um, Day? No, it actually started a long time ago. It's for single people who have nothing else better to do. So what's gal for? It's like Galentine's. Like, like gal. gal that's my gal pal. So dumb. <laughs> did you so not see stuff. the video I posted? I didn't. I should check it out. What's yeah. it called? So we can all know. <laughs> I, well, I practically just said, like, me on Valentine's Day. Also me ignoring everyone in my inbox because they're not my type. <laughs> you know, all the, all the, so, <laughs> I don't even want to say what they are. We know the certain dudes, girls, we all know. Yeah. Those random dudes yeah. who promise you everything. Exactly. Money, a castle, cars. AKA and edit that out. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Obviously you the hostess with the most and I'm just so, here to edit. So, Galentine is what we're doing right now. And what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than with murder and supernatural? <laughs> but actually, but our, first, yeah, <laughs> our first episode, though, is pretty um, crime, true crime, murder heavy. But we promise to bring you the supernatural next episode for sure. Assuming that we don't get bored of this and decide to just call it quits. That would be awful. Yeah, pretty much. So everybody. Oh, oh. So, before, oh, you're drinking straight out of the, the bottle. bottle. <laughs> you're, not even, you're not even mixing. I'm not. Which brings, my, brings, which brings me to my next point. Um, I mean, should I, I, if I want to be more classy? Poured in the wine glass. Jesus. So, I'm drinking Merlot. And, yellowtail. Yeah, it is Yellowtail. So, I'm still classy. Still classy bitch. I'm a straight ratchet. What are you drinking, which makes you oh so ratchet? I'm drinking Mohawk Vodka and Calypso Southern Peach Lemonade because I have no standards. Oh, Kranika, stay classy. I cannot. <laughs> what, is cla- what is classy? Can I eat it? <laughs> you corny, too. <laughs> You're right and corny. <laughs> So this will be the moment in which you, the listeners, <clears throat> assuming that you're all 21 and up, can't really but if you're not ruffians. we won't say anything <laughs> what are we gonna say we're the good odds who's gonna check you who's gonna check you boo for real so grab your drinks and clink and find a nice comfy chair so we can tell you all about what we talking about first murder murder but about who's murder Okay. We should probably tone it down for this one because we shouldn't be too excited about talking about murder. This is what's going to keep us single. This is what's, what's going to keep us here next year. But not sane. Never sane. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Dewan Sims. I'm not sure if you guys have heard his name before, but he is a little black boy who went missing in 1994. December 11th, to be exact. Um, 
He was never seen again. On this date, he would be 30. Mind you, Samara and I are 28, so he would be older than us. Excuse you, I'm 29. I'm sorry. I was... And a half. Samara is old AF. <laughs> I'm 28. <laughs> not, not, to, not to distract from Dewan Sims, but okay. <laughs> um, so, what had happened was him and his mom pretty much go to the mall and all of a sudden she turns around and he's not there anymore and no one can find him no one has seen of him no one has any security cameras nothing mm, nothing oh nothing okay that's real suspect but okay really suspect so suspect in fact that they suspected his mother Dewana to be the culprit. Now, mm-hmm. that holds something dear to me. I'm not gonna say why, not just yet, because I haven't gotten permission yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, to disclose, like yeah, okay, yeah, which is why I didn't want to talk too much about this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, just give us what you can, sis. Yeah. <laughs> just give us what, what you can, can, sis. Hold my hand out like just... <laughs> Fact of the matter is, his case stopped being looked after once John Benet Ramsey came along. Mm. Once a lot of other Caucasian kids went missing, he was swept under the rug. Now you have it. From 1994 until 2019, and we have yet to hear about a Dewan Sims. Mm. So, I guess my question is, mm-hmm. what's the question? <laughs> How do y'all feel about that? How do you feel about this? About black kids going missing? Especially and it turns up just like it's like a cold case. Yeah, like it's a cold case. No one cares. I feel like, because this has been happening for years. I for feel years. like nobody's really checking for little black kids that go missing. Right. <clears throat> especially, especially in the inner city. Yeah, especially little black girls who they deem to be, and I quote, fast mm. and whatnot. Or I don't even know how you, how you would put little girls in like, you know, that high risk category. Like, like okay, so high risk. It's like, for instance, if you're a, what, like a prostitute, and you get in the car with random men, you you lead a high-risk lifestyle. Right. Therefore, it's not as important to find you. Right. They treat these little black kids like, like that, basically. Like, ah, it's just But like at the kid. end of the day, there's still children. children. who are missing. I literally just saw a post. Mm-hmm. My... One of my great nephews, who happens to be a gay, young, black male, mm-hmm. shared this. And this little boy was getting accosted by a white van. A little mm-hmm. black boy. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, get in this van. And had been following him for blocks. Nope. 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 Blocks. And then he went to go to the nearest house that he knew, which was his friend's house, mm-hmm. and the mom answered the door, and she didn't believe his story, so she didn't let him in. 
what that's really freaking i'll find it for you right now so she didn't let him in mm -hmm. and he ended up hiding in some wooded area behind his house mm -hmm. behind the houses for about three and a half hours that's so fucking creepy that's so creepy because the guy had been like rolling around like yeah. looking for him like trying to steal like little black boys which is what i believe happened to dewan sims i'm telling you there's some big secret underground like sex ring of course there here. is Definitely. In Detroit. In, in Detroit. I'm telling you, it has to be. Because all these kids are going missing. Just like that. And no, and one no is one's looking, looking for them. I always wonder if, oh my God, I'm going to get shot for saying this. Or like, they're going. I don't even want to say it. I, no. I, you know what I'm thinking. Because I know right? what you're thinking. Certain, say certain, it. Um, I almost think that certain higher up people of the law <clears throat> are somehow involved in this. Because I just don't understand how these people can just go. Like, where are you? How do you just go? They missing? can't just go missing without anyone coming out and looking for them. Mm -hmm. Because when you have white people who go missing, everyone is oh, behind they bring, they that. Bring out the they house, bring out the house, the torches, everything. But you never see a black person on looking for mysteries. people for real. Looking for people in daytime with a flashlight, like that's Thank how you. hard they look for little genie whoever. But. <laughs> When it comes to a black child, which makes me so nervous You're because like, nah. I have I have so many nieces and nephews mm -hmm. and great nieces and great nephews. And just last year, I have a great, great nephew mm -hmm. who is a little black boy. Mm -hmm. Like, they're teenagers. Some of them are grown people. Right. Like, but we can all still get trafficked and kidnapped and no one cares about us. And that's the shitty part because we're in Detroit and like shit happens here all the time. All the time. Which so people just like look over. Like, yeah. I'm literally trying to find this article that he just shares so much and I just can't find things on his page. Oh, well, he's so that. Aw. But yeah, I. I don't know what to say. I feel like it's up to, once again, it's up to the civilians of the city to get anything done. <laughs> once again. Once again. Once but again. Maybe I'm going to get shot, but I've, I've always said because I majored in journalism, I was probably going to get murdered for the cause anyway. Can you guys tell that she majored in journalism? Because I feel like journalism majors always say, well, as a journalism major, <laughs> or I majored in journalism, so Shut therefore... <laughs> Don't come for therefore. me. Don't come for me. But I am going to say this. Like, I feel like law enforcement is behind a lot of this. Because how else would traffickers get away with Mm -hmm. All of this. You know what though? Like it's I don't think it's all of the law enforcement, like all the cops in the city, but there's at least enough who are in power to intimidate others to keep quiet about it. So right. they can keep going about I mean like everybody knows about dirty cops. Of course. It's too easy here in Detroit to be dirty. Like it's too easy. It's too easy to be greasy. It's gross. People but irritate me, I'm sorry. So much. So irritated. So this is why I stay in the house. That's why we're having Galentine right now. In the house. With 
Alcohols. Alcohols. All the alcohols. Why does he share so much? God dang it, Eric. You are really going through his little... Yes, because I'm trying to find that post. We'll come back to it. It is what it is. We'll, we'll come Actually, back we'll it. come back to it at the end. It's a little update from Kronika. Anywho, so that's how I feel about the whole black... Don't get me going about <laughs> right. the whole black children thing because I am a black woman who travels alone. I do not have a car. I travel on foot or by Uber or Lyft or by bus. Right. And I usually travel at night because I get off of work very late. And you just told your potential. I didn't tell my location, <laughs> though. <laughs> How to find you, when you'll be vulnerable. Look, look I'm going just... to tell, tell y'all like I told my coworker. When you see me on the news, just know I'm not the victim. Done. Wink, wink. Done. I wish you would run up on me. You don't know. I'm from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like this stuff? So I'm from Detroit. <laughs> People Detroit. just know that you are obviously about that life. I'm apparently. I'm so about that life. You mean like that Murder Mac slash like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about like the BP slash McDonald's hashtag. I had a friend who worked Murder there. Mac, swear he was like straight up hiding because they got robbed at gunpoint. At Murder Mac. Yes. I tell people never to go there. I went to Rudderman. I was. I was like right up the street. <laughs> right, Rudderman. 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 Mm. I went to Rudderman and Drew. <sighs> My little brother went to Drew. Because we, we went to McKenzie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hood hood. Yeah, I remember McKenzie was so hood. It may not sound like it, but I'm hood hood. That's because we picked up a book. Yes, read a book. That was outside of like, what, what were those really? Zane. Oh. And the coldest <laughs> winter ever. <laughs> Sister Soldier. <laughs> I, I like, like, but not to like, you know. Not to knock, knock them. those because those were really entertaining books. Yeah. <laughs> However, we read other things. Yeah, we read other things. <laughs> I had to teach one of my coworkers the gospel of what the color purple was. Oh, that book is actually okay. So you think it would be easy to read that book, but it's actually really hard to read that book because it's not written in the king's English. <laughs> well, like that's the same thing with reading, like. Was Huckleberry Finn? Oh, it's hard to read that one too. I mean, like it. You can is, read it. You can read it, but like, here's my whole thing. I have old ass parents. Yep. My parents are not old. They're quite young, but they're very like. My uh, my like, mom. Yeah. My mom very... would have been. Oh, she born in 1948, so she would have been 71 this year. And my dad would have been. What is 71 minus 7? I am so bad at math, y'all. He would have been 63. <laughs> so my parents are old. And my mom was born in Walnut Grove, Mississippi. So I know. So I was reading like Huckleberry Finn. Like, this is what I was raised with. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it wasn't hard for me at all. Right. But like. Oh, God, we can talk about black people and reading because I have a But that's story. not why we're here. That's not why we're here. I was like, we can, we can, we can, we're going we're down good. the rabbit we're, hole. We are going down the rabbit hole. We really are. Um, so that was everything you had on Dewan That was everything so I had. Far, on, so far, until so far. I get permission to divulge more. More. We'll do like a little mini so to like come back yeah. to stuff like this because I really want to know more about that case. There's not much. I have to on like him. Like it's there's it's that it was what it's it like was. It's, it's 
that yeah. little stuff. And like, like maybe a paragraph. And maybe it's three. and it's years ago. Like the stuff I'm, that I'm you find on, is like years people, ago. I'm relying on people of Reddit to just like pull stuff out. You know how Reddit is. People I'm, are like for real investigators I'm, not being paid. Just like I'm relying blanks. on my source <laughs> to not get emotional and give me information. Yeah. And I hope we handled that story with <laughs> with grace because I feel like we laughed too much. But no, we didn't laugh during that. Yeah, that's like that's like really no. Like I I hope that mm-hmm. I can like talk yeah. to my source. Yeah, like side like. Make sure it's okay for me to, like, actually, like, give his name, perhaps yeah. him come here and do this talk with about us it. and oh, talk about that'd it. that'd be great if he's comfortable doing that. If, but, he, yeah. if he's comfortable. Yeah. But there's so little information Ooh, on I that case. I gotta knock it back, yo. Like, <laughs> knock some clink again. I'm, that's heavy, especially when it comes to kids. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like anything to do with children and That's violence. why I can never watch that one show. Was it... Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. Yes. Always kids. Okay. It's always like in this like heinous crimes with kids, and I'm like, yeah, I don't I understand can't. how my sister is a social worker. That would break my heart every day. Her heart breaks every day. Every day. That's, that's, that's crazy. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> I wonder if they heard that like in the background. If they did, we're keeping it because that was great. That was too okay. great. Okay. So let's move on. We stayed on this topic for a minute, which I'm very happy about. We really went in there. Yes. And beyond, because we're stupid. So, um, so we have this little segment, you guys, called Tales from the Detroit Barside. I really wish I could have called it Tales from the Hood. But, like, literally but copyright, copyright infringement. infringement. Oh. But anyway, Tales from the Detroit Barside, okay? In which... We go out to Detroit bars, grab any old drunk, and sometimes they're not drunk, or maybe they're just tipsy, and maybe they're not old, whatever. We grab somebody who wants to tell us their true crime story and or something really creepy or supernatural that happened to them. And so I was lucky enough to run into our dear friend, pretty much. (laughs) But I like him. He was so sweet. He's not just an old drunk to me. But, um... He's, he's more than that. He's more than he's that? He's more than that. Ooh. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> where'd these accents <laughs> come from, yo? <laughs> anyway, this is just us. If you don't like it, tune out. I don't care. So, uh, ran into my good friend, Kevin. Clink to that, if you don't like it. Ran into my good friend, Kevin, down at the Bronx Bar. And he told us a little something about his jacket. Was he, like, he's an architect. He's actually, like... He has a really cool Airbnb down here in Midtown that he renovated himself. It's gorgeous. I got a chance to tour it. He sounds pretty great. He's pretty cool. He's an older gentleman. I want Very to Very sweet. Well dressed. <coughs> if you hear this, I, I mean, love the older gentleman. Wink, wink. A wink. Except not a wink. Like, All <laughs> you the really winks. mean it. All the winks. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin was kind enough to share his true Hollywood story no he was kind enough to share his um tale with us of the stole I guess I'll call it Kevin and the stolen jacket yeah I'm gonna let you guys listen to it right now in 1984 in 1984 I had flown to Las Vegas because I designed a, a set they had a SAE convention and I designed a um, 
a display for this new product that was on the market. And so I went out there to build the display in 1984. My daughter was born then. Well, she wasn't born yet. My ex-wife was pregnant with my, I'm trying to make it short, pregnant with my daughter. And so a few months before, a friend of mine owned a clothing store in Detroit called Dazenel. Name was Arzell Smith. And he gave me this, back then, Indiana Jones was like a hot item. You know, the, the Indiana Jones series. Yeah. It was a distressed leather jacket with the, you know, and I had a hat and all that. So I get home, I fly in back to Detroit, and uh, my ex, my, my, ex, well, my wife at that time, I was late, the plane got delayed. So I get in, I'm living over at, right behind Ford Hospital at the new townhouses. And so I said, she said, well, Kevin, you got late, I put the food up. I said, well, I'll go down to Kentucky Fried Chicken on the boulevard, right across from Henry Ford Hospital, and get me some chicken, because I'm hungry. I've been flying for five hours from Las Vegas, four hours from Las Vegas. So I go to the chicken place, and I said, give me some um, you know, breast, chicken breast, and some whatever. They said, well, give me, give us 15 minutes. I said, okay. So I go stand outside to smoke a cigarette. A guy comes up to me with a, with a silver-plated 38. It says, give up the jacket. I said, uh, now, but now I'm thinking. I got, a, I got $500 in the top jacket pocket. And I said, okay, no problem. So I opened my jacket, and I hid it from him. And I, I pulled the 500 out and put, slid it in my pocket and gave him the jacket. And he said, okay, and he ran off. Now I'm on Grand Boulevard and Poe Street, which I became Poe after that, right? And so I got pissed off. So I jumped in my car. He ran across the street. I jumped in my car. I'm pissed off. It's cold. It's in November. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run this guy over. And I'm gonna, yeah, he, he ran down an alley, and I'm gonna run him over, get my jacket, wipe off the blood, <laughs> right? Right. And to get my jacket back, right. and go home. Well, he ran off. I wasn't really gonna do that, but you know, I wanted to. Yeah. I never, I never saw my jacket again. So that's my true crime experience. And it hurt me because it was such a really nice jacket that he gave to me because I designed some stuff for him. And he came back from New York, he said, Kevin, this jacket is yours. And I was so upset because he only brought back like six of the jackets and he gave me one and his partner one and he took one. So I had a unique jacket, leather jacket. And now, and that sticks in my mind. Because actually I thought, I said, I looked at the guy, he's a little guy, and I, I, I balled up my fist. I said, if I punch him, maybe I'll get away. But then I said, no, my life's not worth that. His, well, my life and his life is not worth that. So I had to renege to do that. But he took my jacket. Dang. Okay, so can, can I just say, he is the most... He is the most. He is the most that. He's also the most, like, 
Kevin is all of us because you you know how that feels. Like if something awful happens to you, you really like want to kill that person. You will never do it, but you like have thoughts. Every day at Starbucks, <laughs> three one nine zero one. Do y'all Seriously. hear me like clapping and like ah, every day at Starbucks? But okay. So my thing is though, like not that I'm trying to not that I'm trying to like shame Kevin because like that shouldn't happen. You should be able to walk around in whatever and not be robbed. Like I would love that society, but we don't live in that. So precautions. Well, that's why taken. we're gonna create Wakanda for ourselves for and real. just move. Let's just go. I'm ready. Away. Ready to go now. I'm ready to go right now. Ready to go now. Like no. Um. But John first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, <laughs> he had on a really nice jacket. It doesn't matter though. I feel like a thief will steal like anything. They'll steal anything. Especially if you're an addict. Yeah, they'll take anything. Especially when it's, like, you know, kind of cold outside and you need a coat or whatever. Like, it's fine. But, oh, it's not fine, but whatever. Um, But he had $500. I know. In his jacket. I would have had to slit in, a throat. In, in Detroit, smoking a cigarette outside of the chicken place. I would have had to slit a throat. He wanted to. He wanted to run the man down. I know. I dust, would have. Dust, dust himself off. And they go home to his pregnant wife. Kudos, kudos to Kevin for not murdering a person because I definitely would have <laughs> that night. No, okay. So something, the thing that he said though was really profound to me was like, "No, I'm not gonna fight this fool off. It's not worth my life, and it's not worth his life." And I feel like that's that's something we all should be thinking about. That's something that a lot of people should think about before they just like blow off somebody's head for no reason. Like for real. Oh. Like really, I gotta, because I, gotta turn. I, I, th- I feel like people. I gotta turn because feel, you're you're the like, righteous and I'm the ratchet. So I, yeah, basically, I don't. I just feel like somebody stole something from you, or they're trying to steal something from you. Just like, just take the jacket. Don't kill me. Don't kill the person over a jacket. Like it's just not worth it. Material things can be replaced, but that person's life is just extinguished. And a five hundred dollars you know I mean? could have bought diapers. Definitely a week's worth. Uh, that's it. Like, Wipes. Anything. Formula. You know how much but, formula but the thing costs? Is, the thing is, though, no, he, remember, he didn't take the 500. Home Slice hid it from him. He slid it into his pocket. Oh, he yeah. let him take the jacket. So the jacket was like, I mean, it was like very few. Okay, so gift. like, here's, here's the thing. But yeah. This is why I carry a backpack and a what, wallet. What is in said backpack? Ain't shit. Oh, good. Yeah, you can steal my identity if you want to. You're not getting anything. <laughs> Try it if you want to. I don't carry cash. Like, it's just not. Yeah. Thing. It's just not a thing. If I, I carry cash, it's like, what? My tips? And <laughs> that ain't much. For real. For that, real. That ain't shit. That's nothing. That's nothing. It's pennies. It's nickels. Um. Yeah. I really do think people need to stop killing each other over material possessions, though. Yeah, you're That right. stuff is just not even not even cool it's not cool um like the jacket like i don't put stuff in my pocket the only stuff i put in my pocket is like my winter gear like my gloves like my headpiece like my earmuffs right um then i have like cigarettes and lighter bus pack Mm -hmm. like it's nothing like that i can't replace like super quickly Mm -hmm. it's just madness to me that people really flip out over material possessions like they'll so much so that they'll place that material possession over another person's life right like that's just i don't even that's madness that's obviously the people have definition gotten, of madness people have gotten robbed 
for like $32 and like a pair of like Nike Air Force Ones. Yep. And I've seen that in like Detroit. Like they've gotten jumped, killed, whatever. Beaten, whatever, yeah. Over. Over nothing. Nothing. Over a name brand a, that from a company that really don't care about you. Truth be told. Truth be told. Message. <laughs> for real <laughs> I've already said this to my coworkers, and they wanted to crucify me but I guess I'm being crucified today so we have it so it's come to this mm-hmm. eh. anyway that was a good story from Kevin um He's one of my favorite people now. I don't care. I really want to hang I out mean, with Kevin. I mean, it's like it's like for me, it's um like I said, I love me some old men. <laughs> for me now, in this exact order, cool people that I love in my life more than anything would be number one, Kevin. Now, <laughs> whoa, whoa, and, and whoa, then whoa, maybe, whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa. My mother and Kranika and my aunt are. Well, Kranika's number one, and then Kevin's <laughs> number two, and then her mother and her sister can come last. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> I really don't, Mama. Love you. <laughs> if you're listening, oh god, she has a gun to my head. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. I don't. I have it to her side. <laughs> done here. We're done here. Okay, we need to move on. So, our next crime story is uh, a pretty popular one. I think most people know, especially people in Detroit know about this one. Detroit, Detroit Dearborn. Detroit Dearborn. I mean, it's Metro. Yeah. They call it Detroit. Whatever. Detroit. You know? And it's it's so funny with me because, <laughs> piggybacking off of that, I'm the first one to be like, that's not Detroit, that's Dearborn. But when it's like, when it benefits me, it's Detroit. Much like how they do us. I was just about to say much that. Much like how they do much us. How, like, when something good happens in Detroit, they're like, yeah, okay. I'm from Detroit. Right. Something bad happens, they're like, no, no, no. I'm East Point, Michigan. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm, 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 from, I'm from Garden City. No, no, no. Thank you very much. Oh, no. No, no I don't, I don't yeah. dabble in that inner city bullshit. Literally. <laughs> I, love, I love our little upper crust accent we have going on here. Um. So let, let's get back to it. So... Let me tell you guys a little story about Gregory Green and how this psycho, back in 1991, Green pleaded guilty to murdering his wife, who was seven months pregnant. He called 911 to report himself, and obviously he was found guilty. Um, he served, like, what, 16 years? Yeah. For second-degree murder. And got yeah. out. So... He can I tell the story? It's my story. I'll let you tell your story. Oh, uh, oh, oh <laughs> I'm just playing. Anyway, anyway. Ooh. Uh, so Punch after me. after 16 years, Green, Green was paroled <laughs> with the help of a pastor, right? Um, so he left uh, prison. He remarried. Um, Faith Harris, who already had two children from a previous marriage, and together they had a son and daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, happy family. So. 2016 rolls around, and once again, 911 gets a call. Um, basically, he told the police, um, you know, he was guilty. He murdered his children, mm-hmm. um, as well as his stepchildren. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he called the police. Basically, uh... He just wanted to get over with, is what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was found guilty. 
he had actually tortured, he had tied his wife to her chair and he killed the, the I, think, I believe he killed the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Like he, and what did he car. put, he put them in the car. In yeah, the that's car, right. He the pushed garage. them in the car in the garage. And like turned and, and it's believed that they were actually still asleep. They were asleep when this happened. He, yeah. They don't believe that they were awake. When this happens, so yeah, he turned the car on. Carbon the exhaust mon- is going. Much carbon monoxide. Yeah, carbon monoxide just gassed his own children in their sleep, um, and he tortured and killed his stepchildren right in front of his wife, and only maimed her. And maimed her, of course. Um, so he pleaded guilty to what four counts of second degree murder, torture, assault, and firearm. Um, and he faces what? For, for, well, it's a big one. Forty-five to a hundred years in prison. Why don't we just say forever? Like what? forever, like forever, forever. because forever, ever, forever, ever. Anyway, <laughs> he might as well. It's like you know, it's forever. Like, can you imagine like being the person on like the dispatcher? He gets the call. It's like one fifteen a.m. September twenty first, twenty sixteen, and he's like, "Yeah, I killed like my whole family." And can you imagine like seeing that? I literally had to, I listened to, like, a lot of creepy stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I listened to, like, a lot of, like, <gasps> weird, they have those. weird 911 dispatch yeah. calls. Oh, my God. And I was listening to one mm-hmm. maybe two days ago, mm-hmm. and it was so messed up that I had to stop because I was, like, completely in tears. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, it was right. too much. So I couldn't be a dispatch. I could not be an EMT. And kudos to the EMTs because mm-hmm. one of my coworkers is an mm-hmm. EMT as her second right. job. Wow. And okay. I, 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 wow. Okay, I, yes. But, 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 Pranika, wait, there's more. Do you, do you, do you remember the pastor, right? Mm-hmm. Turned out to be the father of his second wife. The pastor that got him off. For, like, basically on parole from after 16 years in prison for killing his first wife and unborn child. That same pastor that got him off for good behavior basically set him up with his daughter, who he then, like, and then he, then Green turns around, murder, like, murders this man's grandchildren and maims and tortures this man's daughter. So you mean to tell me... You mean to tell me you set your daughter up with a known and convicted murderer? Patriarchy. I don't under... I. We won't understand. I will never understand. Because we're women. I feel and I'm like, not going to say, like, I'm no downplay yeah. to women. But, like, patriarchy, like, men are going to stick together no matter what. I have no idea what's going on in this no world. No matter what. But my thing is this, like... How did you not think that this was gonna like? How did how could you think this was gonna be a, like a good thing? <laughs> like yeah, I'll just do it. He's a convicted murderer, but I think he's changed. He's changed I since nineteen ninety one. Since nineteen ninety one, I think changed. he's changed. So I'm just set him up with my own daughter, my flesh and blood. In my opinion, the pastor should be locked up right along. If he's not as an associate, as an associate, he should be. She should, she should be locked up with. Because you helped. His son-in-law for, you being, for being, for specifically being a dumbass. Like, honestly, like, that, that should be a law. That. that should be enough. That should be a law. Like, can you, so, like, the kids, let me see, how old were they? They were. They were, like, so the So, the, the older kids, the teenagers, they were um, 19. These are the kids from the previous marriage. 
Um, so Chatney Allen Jr. was 19 and Kara Allen was 17. And then the younger ones, Koi was five and Kaylee was four. Or is it Callie? I hope I'm pronouncing it. I think it's Kaylee. Was four. Was it? Koi and Kaylee. Yeah. Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured. Um, so those poor children are lost to us all. And? All because of he did an it. idiot. Like two idiot men. Can you Just ima- like the mom. Can you imagine? Like, okay. And then the thing is, did she know about no. his past? No, 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 no. He did it. And he told her to her face. I'm not going to kill you because I want you to see this. I remember that. I remember that. That's so messed up. That's making me wow. angry all and over then, again. Okay, so, and, and then apparently, let's let's go back. Let's go even further back. So um, before this all happened, um, Mrs. Green, uh, Mrs. Harris Green, sorry, it's hyphenated, she had been um had been previously warned of her husband's like violent tendencies basically yeah um and she requested like back in 2013 she requested a restraining order mm-hmm. on him like out on him he started he was being belligerent started kicking things um she said he kicked the couch while the baby was sleeping on it um and threatened her saying that if she didn't leave, that things are going to get ugly for her, basically. Um, and he would, like, jump at her, like he was going to attack her. Like, just while. Um, like, and, just... and apparently this this went on for hours. Like, yeah. this is these, these are her words. Right. Uh, and the restraining order, <laughs> this is where the, the justice system fails, the restraining order was denied. Of course. Um, and then she filed for divorce later on that year. Well, um, and, the... but But, you know, he was served, you know, he was, actually, he was never served Mm-hmm. And the case was dismissed. Here's the whole thing with like the whole PPO thing and the restraining order. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it kind of fails us as women. Mm-hmm. And that's because unless you're actually fucking dead, yeah, there's nothing the police will do for you. Basically. I literally had to call the cops on somebody and they were just like, well... Did you die, basically? Oh, apparently now it's like, if you call the cops and you need them to come, somebody better have either been shot or stabbed. That's yep. like the only time DPD is going to show up mm-hmm. at your door. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's what that's what we're living. We're that's like that's the world. <laughs> For real. We're living. For real. In. So like, okay. So like she had like, she was just in danger she, this she entire time. She did what she was time. supposed to do. She tried. She tried to get out. To get it's out. It's hard to get out. Yeah. It's hard to get out. It's hard to leave the father of your children. And it's also hard to get out of a situation even if you don't have children. Right. If you're being abused. Right. We it's should, just always worse when it's like. We should when probably share actually the number for the domestic abuse. We definitely will. We yeah. Definitely will. So. She okay, so then in August 2016, she filed a second time, right? And then one month later, Green murdered her children and tortured her. And that's when people yeah. woke up and because you, know, you have to actually be murdered yeah. in order for things to yeah roll along. But like, what mm-hmm. good would it do somebody, when you're dead? You know, um, that's so what that's what happened with that with the with the whole. Gregory Green case. Yeah. 
and how the system failed yet another person. And you know what? The thing, okay, so he went to prison the first time for murdering his first wife, wife and unborn child. He should have first he, degree. He was, he was in. Yeah, should have capital. Seriously. Because he should have never got out. Like, I don't understand. Okay, because he so, murdered a pregnant so he woman. Went, he went in for 16 years. And apparently he was in, he was like, you know, good behavior. They thought that he had been reformed. There and, is no, and the point, the point of prison, like the original point of prison is to reform people. It's to rehabilitate. It's supposed, that's, that was the idea. Obviously that's not what's happening. I understand. But that was the whole idea. So like, you know, everybody, everybody wants to believe so badly that that's what the system is You know about, who else was like super charming though? Yeah. Ted Bundy. Apparently, yeah. He, no, he, it wasn't even that he was super charming. He was just good looking. No, no, no. He was a good looking white the male. The judge literally told him in his hearing mm-hmm. that you would have made a great lawyer. And I would have wanted you yeah. on my team. They always put men above women with that. Who was that one kid who raped an unconscious girl behind like a dumpster in college? Brock Turner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I could not think of his name. I don't know why. <laughs> I remember them I all. I re-blame. But then the, they were like, they were like, you know, putting him in jail for that, it's it's just too harsh on him. He's a good kid. He's not gonna. And I'm, I'm like, what about Trayvon Martin who didn't do anything besides really? go to the store? Yeah. So that means yeah. that what we just did, right? Go to the store. Mm-hmm. We could have gotten shot. Seriously, and it'd have been fine. It would have been fine. Obviously, we're ruffians. We're, we're ruffians. We're obviously, black. Obviously, we're just ruffians because we're black. Um, but my thing is like, it's like they're like, oh, Brock, you're such a good kid. You've got your life ahead of you. We don't want to make it too harsh. It's like, what about the little girl? The girl he raped. Her life was ahead of her too. What? It's still ahead of her. Not was. It still is. But like, I ooh. hope. In the world, like what, I hope, where, Brock where, where Turner sympathies for this girl. Like I hope, I hope that we can chant some stuff together. That Brock Turner get whatever is coming to him. I'm gonna let karma handle that because it always comes through. And karma come through <laughs> for Brock Turner. Mm-hmm. Karma come through. Karma, karma. I don't even have a but drink, drink, drink today. Everybody raise your glasses. If it's empty, fill it up like Kranika here real quick. And we will drink to Karma coming through. Karma come through for Brock Turner. For real. We can all chant it together. Ready? One. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. You, Alki, you still pouring. Well, no, I'm pouring. You said (laughs) put it in the goddamn glass. Touche. Because I usually don't. Now it it takes me longer. Let's all toast. Toast. And one, two, three, karma, karma come to through for Brock Turner. Turner. Cheers. To that. Okay, guys, so that'll do it for our very first episode from Dial D with Murder podcast. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Samara. And I'm Karnika. And we are motherfucking tired. And we out. <laughs>